Datology Coach podcast teaser episode. To listen to the full episode, go to datologycoach.substack.com and become a subscriber. Your subscription will get you full-length weekly podcast episodes, dating-related articles, and admission to our weekly dating advice and support Zoom session. Submit your dating questions at hello at datologycoach.com or go to datologycoach.com and click ask a question. Follow us on Instagram at datologypod. Follow me on Instagram at the Kristen M, T-H-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-A-N-M. Follow me on TikTok at datologycoach. All right. So a married old flame followed me on Instagram and I'm confused as to why. Here's a little backstory. My freshman year of college, I met this guy in one of my classes. One night after class, he friend requested me on Facebook and sent me a message. I remember that. What a time. What a time to be alive. Mm -hmm. We talked, realized that we had a lot in common, and we exchanged phone numbers. Things got flirty, and he admitted that he had a crush on me. The next week, I went into class, excited to see him, and he ignored me the entire time. Yep. I need to pause here and ask, did you wear glasses and a ponytail? Because <laughs> that might have confused him. He might not have known it was you. A chunky statement necklace. If you look different than your Facebook profile. <laughs> um, anyway, this became a constant feature for the next few weeks. He would flirt with me over text every night and then completely ignore me at school. It sort of reminded me of that scene in Euphoria where Cassie walks up to Nate and he blows past her in the hallway because this is exactly what happened Mm -hmm. in real life. Mm -hmm. After we got paired together in class to work on a project, he was rude to me and I cut off the relationship. This week, I logged into Instagram and saw that he followed me and watched my stories. I went onto his profile to confirm that it was him. And that's when I realized that he's married to an old coworker of mine. I decided to block him after he repeatedly watched my Instagram stories each time I would post. I'm really weirded out by the whole thing. So I would love to hear your thoughts on why guys do this to girls that they used to date or be interested in, especially when they're now married. I suspect that men or some men do this because they're at that point in their marriage where things have sort of settled in and they're looking for excitement and they like the secret of it. Mm -hmm. And so they continue this flirtation uh, or they're just narcissistic types who are looking to triangulate again to create drama because maybe their wife um, isn't isn't paying much attention to them anymore probably because he's done something to make her not want to pay attention to him yeah Uh, i think this comes down to this guy's lacking something in his marriage that he very likely created <laughs> or caused. <laughs> and so rather than fix his marriage, he's looking uh, externally for that excitement, for that attention, for that validation. Either That's that or he's a black hole for attention, you know, and right. his marriage is fine, but he just, he'll, it'll never be enough. And never enough female validation for him. Right. I think, yeah, I mean, that that's an easy one. The more interesting question, I think, is like, what the hell happened in college? What do you mean? With her? Well, like, why would you, why would you flirt with someone and then, like, ignore them in public? I mean, there's one obvious answer, but that doesn't, that doesn't, it doesn't seem like it. Right? Well, like, I, I don't think it's the case that, like, oh, he was embarrassed to be seen with you or something like that because if if that were the case he wouldn't be reaching out to you again right which makes me wonder 
uh, could he have a drinking problem and could he have been doing it when he was drinking and he just didn't remember well that's interesting i don't know maybe you know there uh, it just i i don't know it could be that he's flirted he's uh, because he's flirted with you and he likes the attention but when you're in class he's kind of like no i'm drawing that boundary i don't want like i don't want her to get the wrong idea maybe yeah maybe i don't i don't know it's that's the weird thing to me mm-hmm. the the thing that's happening now is like there's no mystery at all it's, this is quite clear like he's he just needs attention mm-hmm. and he's lazy right because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he's like oh we've got a little built-in story here mm-hmm. it'll it'll be easy for me to resurface and it'll be like a little meat cute like mm-hmm. i can oh i can apologize right for like things never taking off before but also like oh i'll put her at ease because i'm married so i could be like oh we're, it's just it's just friends like i'm just i'm just reaching out to an old an old buddy but yeah. then like next thing you know you're getting dick pics or whatever <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah mm-hmm. it's it i think that i think that really is what it comes down to is just a need for attention yeah a need for attention whether it's an entitlement to attention whether it's that he's feeling a lack of it in his marriage doesn't really matter um it just it, he's got a need for attention and he's looking to other people to fill some void and it's like that's not your job right you know tell him to find a hobby well she blocked tell him, him. to write poetry yeah, well I don't, let's <laughs> not get carried away <laughs> we, don't, we don't need that out in the world <laughs> go ahead um she did block him so good yeah keep him blocked yeah keep him blocked but yeah it is it's i don't i like i've been in situations like that where like guys are more than happy to engage and flirt and whatever and then you see them in person and they act and they act like they don't know you Hmm. and it's so hurtful but yeah you know so i mean what is that about do you think it's just about drinking I think it's about drinking. I think it's about attention. I think they just get bored. I think they want, they want the thrill. Hmm. I think they want the thrill. That's what I think they want. Well, yeah. All right. What, why? What do you think? Yeah, I, mean, oh, I, think I you have no said idea. It. It's very weird to me. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I haven't experienced this particular thing of like seeming to connect with somebody and then like the next day they totally ignore you. Um. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's confusing to me. Um, or he just, or maybe he doesn't want, or it could have very well been that he had a girlfriend. And that makes sense. You know what I mean? He had a girlfriend and he didn't Oh, that makes see, total sense. Because right? that would be exactly what's happening now too. Just right. with a legally binding document. <laughs> well, so that that's could, fun. Right. <laughs> right. So he probably had a girlfriend and he didn't want anybody seeing him flirting with her. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's fun. I mean- Hmm. Yeah. That's if it. you were if you were really feeling toxic about it, I guess you could lean in, wait for the dick pic, and then send it to his wife. But yeah. We never advocate that level of toxicity because no, she not. already knows. She knows he's a dick. Yeah, she does. She already knows. So are we That's thanking- probably why she's ignoring him. <laughs> right. Are we thanking you next? I think we are. All right. Okay, so people like the uh, the Sex in the City analysis, and we're gonna keep going with it. This is a uh, a TikTok by the creator Mel Hamlet. See, the Russian is a perfect example of what men will make you do. Give up your career. 
or center it around them. So that means you lose money or you have to fucking give it up or they are so fucking exhausting that you just, you can't work as well or as much as you would without them because of this bullshit. Thank you for this comment because I want to go into this. This dude, the thing is, is that Carrie missed the red flags because she was so tied up in her lover. I hate the way she said that. He showed her who he was from the very beginning in, in some ways. Not only did, so this, the end, the, the last straw was when she was in France, had no fucking friends. None. Because it's hard to make friends in France, hard to make friends abroad, but in France it takes a long time because of the way they do friendships here, which I actually um, prefer and respect a lot, but it's different. And if you don't speak the fucking language, it's way harder. So the one chance that she had to make friends and in the same event, celebrate this book that she worked so hard on, he sabotaged it. This wasn't the first time he did that. He'd already done it before. He showed her that's what he does, but she uprooted her whole fucking life and then ended up in that scenario again. He's like, oh, I feel insecure. I feel insecure. I need you. And she's like, oh, okay. But my thing. And he's like, I need you. And she's like, okay, I'll give it all up. Goes to the fucking art thingy. And he's like, oh, hold my hand, hold my hand. She holds his hand. She goes this thing. And then everyone's like, oh my God, look at the genius. And then... Boom, he's going to let go of her hand. Sorry, bitch. And now she's going to end up sitting on a fucking bench while these people speaking French, doing their thing, praising her brilliant fucking boyfriend who makes art installations he wouldn't even let her look at. So then she finds that Carrie necklace and is like, maybe I made a mistake. And she tries to go to her party, but they're not there. Now, because she doesn't speak French and doesn't have a phone because he never taught her what she needed in order to communicate in another country, he just laughed off her silly little questions. He literally made fun of her for that. Now she can't explain what the fuck happened, which means her one chance at feeling important to someone other than this fucking needy king baby gone. But let's see how he did this before. Back when they were still dating, he convinced her to stay in bed and just fuck him all day for four days straight. She missed work. She was late on her deadlines. And the sacred time she has with her friends, which is like breakfast or whatever on Sunday or whatever day, she skipped it. That is a red flag that you should pay attention to. You can't. Okay, I have to stop there because as much as I agree with some of the stuff she's saying about the Russian, she's completely letting Carrie off the hook. Okay. Uh, Carrie's an adult. Carrie made the decision to stay in for four days. Um, let's not act like Carrie didn't meet her deadline or didn't do her job. She was a fucking sex columnist. It's not like she had a nine to five and she was calling in sick every day. Mm-hmm. Um, she was staying in with her, her boyfriend and like, what's the big deal? She made this choice. He didn't guilt her. He didn't force her. She wanted to do it. Well, that's an interesting point, I think, because <laughs> it it is it is like very much a red flag, but it's also very much normal behavior, mm-hmm. which I think speaks to um, something that you and I have talked about before on the pod, which is like how common it is for for women to lean into their relationships and blow off everything else. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe so common that we we don't want to call it a red flag. Right. Because it is about centering men, for sure. And it's not that I don't think uh, the Russian was, uh, it's uh, he was, 
like the Russian was not a good fit for her. It it never fit. But mm-hmm. Carrie had daddy issues. He was older. He was sophisticated. He was that sort of quintessential, uh, like romantic art. He was like big without a sense of humor. He well, yeah, he was big with an accent. Well, no, I won't even say that because he was all in on Carrie. Like very, he he didn't play any games with her. Well, that's true. And that way he wasn't like big, but I'm, I'm just saying big is also sort of like a father figure. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And so the Russian is, I don't know. I've always thought of him as big without a sense of humor. I mean, I, I didn't hate the Russian. I did. I didn't like when samantha got cancer and she was talking to him about it he's like your friend she might die she's like no she's not gonna die he's like oh you know i had a friend with cancer she died and you know he wasn't reading the room like she dude she, i just she, thought this, that's because he was russian <laughs> i just thought that that was he was he was russian like that's more cultural right right like yes yeah, so the very matter of fact mm-hmm. you know uh he wasn't reading the room and um you know, but understandably, Samantha, um, Carrie was upset at what he was saying. And she felt like, you know, you're not, you're not hearing me. Yeah. You know, um, I, see, I, I didn't, I didn't hate, hate, hate the Russian. I, I just. Either. It was her choice to move to, to France. Right. It was her choice. And blow up her life. <laughs> right. I just think that um, he, he did kind of like need her until he didn't need her. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's a that's a problem, but that's also a fucking pattern in her life with all of her relationships. Yeah, you know where these guys are kind of all in, uh, and until like their life takes over, and she has to take a back seat, and she just kind of has to understand it. And he, you know, I, I don't I don't get this whole thing about well, he didn't even teach her how to use a phone. She's fucking thirty five years old. Learn, figure it yeah. out. Well, I think in the episode she was thirty eight. Because they had, didn't they have a conversation about children? Like having um, children together and it came up that she was 38? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I just, I didn't think he was so bad for her. Like I felt like to some degree he could kind of grounded her a bit. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't terrible. I also feel like she gave up on France very early. Yep. <laughs> like she, she blew up her whole life to move to a different country. And then when it wasn't like America and specifically like New York, she panicked and fled. Right. And this is a case of somebody who, you know, they grow, grow up or they live in New York and they just, they think New York is the center of the fucking universe. But when they go, but when they go outside of it, they're completely lost. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that, it's a case of that where they think they're in New York and they think they're so sophisticated and so fucking cool, but then they're exposed to another culture and they're like, duh. That was, wasn't that, that whole thing interesting? Cause it really, it really exposed, I think that Carrie is not sophisticated. She's not sophisticated at all. Like they go to McDonald's. <laughs> right. And, you know, I think, and this is what I mean by it was sort of like this, this sort of dream guy. You know, Carrie was this writer and she lived in her little apartment and he was this classy, you know, well-known artist who was at Studio 54 with Liza. Yeah. You know, she did. She she enjoyed that. But I think this was another case of another guy looking at Carrie like she was just this frivolous little doll. Mm-hmm. You know, that he didn't really take her seriously. Uh, Well, yeah. And I mean, 
like we just said, they're 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 not really on the same level in terms of sophistication here. No, no, and, and maybe that's maybe that's maybe that has to be okay because I mean mm-hmm. he has twenty more years of life, <laughs> so there's that. You know, like how yeah. are you gonna catch up to that? <laughs> yeah, but I think there's you know there's a way of approaching that relationship that doesn't um that doesn't demean her experience and minimize it. Mm-hmm. But that also acknowledges like we're, you know we haven't we haven't had the same lives right right i i i just felt as though i don't think he disrespected her i do think that he respected her to some degree but i also although you know what when they were at lunch and that woman was talking about you know we are waiting with breath that is baited for mm-hmm. whatever his new installation is going to be and uh he reads a line from Carrie's column and you know, says how brilliant it is. And she writes a sex column or, you know, and I can't, and maybe this is just something I'm, I'm hypersensitive to, but I cannot stand when people are like, oh, she writes about sex. Like, but she wrote a lot about a lot more than sex. Yeah. Carrie barely wrote about sex. Right. Like she was actually kind of a prude, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, but he did defend her then, Mm -hmm. you know, to the, to the, the, the snobby friend. I don't remember this moment, but they were I'm sitting in you. they were in the um they were in the cafe pastis and they're sitting there and they're eating and his friends come in two of his friends come in and they're like oh my god maestro and whatever and they're you know showering him with attention and valley whatever and praise and uh they sit down and and he's sort of bragging which is something big never did mm-hmm. you know and i said this in a tiktok big like someone said uh that they thought Cecilia Regina said that they thought that Big was ashamed of Carrie. And I said, I don't, I don't think it was ever that he was ashamed. It was more that he just didn't take her seriously and, and didn't take her seriously until she became a best-selling author. Mm-hmm. And then there was status. And then he kind of felt like they were on equal footing. Yeah. You know, I do think that older guys, when they're with significantly younger women, I think it's, I think it's about power. It's about wanting somebody who... Oh, yeah admires them and Mm -hmm. who adores them and who also they want to be the superior one Mm -hmm. you know so i didn't hate the russian and i think that this creator is like giving carrie way too much of a pass because bitch you moved to fucking paris like you don't even have to stay with him go somewhere else figure it out you know go go somewhere else and make the best of it yeah, this I do experience hate that she moved to France for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it just was so clear because again, like when that relationship blew up, she gave up. Yes. But and, that's and fled back to New York, which is which is fine. I mean, I'm not, you know, you don't have to love living in France, but again, it just shows like how impulsive that decision was and how it was done specifically for him. Mm-hmm. And that's why I hate that decision. Yes, and I think that that's what they wanted the viewers to see was she's yeah. moving for a man, yeah, and we don't do this, right? You know, um, what I but what I loved about that arc it was that the the finale was when she lost the necklace and then found it when she was in the lobby after she had left what's his face the Russians' room after they had that fight, yeah, and she finds the necklace and it's she lost herself in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And then once she was out of it, she found herself again. Yeah, I really liked that. I liked that. Uh, I don't know. Is that 
is that a metaphor? I don't yeah. know. Uh, but I, I really like that because she did. She And she tended to do that. She tended to lose herself in her relationships. Well, you know, that moment um, that we were talking about earlier when uh, Petrovsky says, your friend, she might die. Mm-hmm. And, and Carrie bristles at that. Don't you think she bristles at that? Because if she acknowledges um, Samantha's reality here, that it's it's actually incredibly poor timing and super selfish and shitty for her to upend her life and move to Paris for a guy she's been dating for a week. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't, I, I, I never thought about that, but now that you're saying it, like, yeah, that is super shitty, but I don't even think the writers were like, oh, you know, let's make this really bad. She's leaving when what's her face. Oh, I don't think it was intentional either, but I think it just, it's, it's true to her character. It is very true to her character. Which is to, to be in denial about this because it's hard, but also, you know, if, if you acknowledge, if you acknowledge the gravity of Samantha's situation, it, Mm -hmm. it sheds this decision to upend life and move to Paris in a, a, a pretty different light. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Did you like Samantha and Smith? I feel really conflicted about it. I mean, Me I feel I feel like it's hard to talk about it because it's so far fetched. It right. just would never happen. Well, I don't know that it would never happen. She was stunning. She was beautiful. Sure, but uh, so was he. So was he. Uh, but uh, I think there are men like that all the time. And I, but I think and here's what I think is interesting. Now, no one, no one, no one, no one, no one comments on smith being some like struggling actor and samantha being this very successful publicist with her own boutique firm no one comments on the fact that he was just a struggling actor the way they commented on steve being quote-unquote just a bartender that's true right they didn't they never commented on that because in real life when this happens it's typically because the guy is looking for a purse Mm mm-hmm and no one accused him of just using Samantha for her money. Right. And why is Well, the that? show made it pretty clear that he wasn't, but that's why, again, why I say, like, this would never happen. But the show made it pretty clear <laughs> that Steve wasn't using Miranda for her money either. Mm-hmm. You know? But this just... And I will... And you can fight me in the comments. People didn't like Steve because of what he did for a living. Bottom line. That's it. Yeah. That's what I think. But Smith, Smith somehow got away with it. I know. And it's, and it's, be- it's interesting because the, I don't, I don't actually know the actor's name who plays Steve, but I mean, Steve's, Steve's not an ugly dude. No, not at all. I mean, he's, he's no Smith Jared, but mm-hmm. <laughs> who is? Right. Right. Uh, so like, it can't be that. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It is, it is definitely a double standard. I don't know why. Well, someone in my comments said, Samantha's a feminist icon. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let's not get crazy here. Because, and there are two things, and this might not, maybe this isn't, doesn't disqualify her, but let's not forget, she slept with her boss. Mm-hmm. And when she went in for that interview, she flirted with him when she didn't have to do that. She used her sexuality when she went in there. And she yeah. didn't have to. She did not have to. She also very regularly slept with other women's husbands. Yes. So I don't know if I would say icon. No. Um, I, like, I don't think that that was about feminism. I, no. I don't. I, I just think it was about. I, I don't know. I think Samantha just needed control. And 
you know, that's why the relationship with the younger guy worked for her because she had the control in the relationship. Yeah. And then when he rose in status, she lost control. Yeah. Right. Like when he became this famous TV actor, she lost control of, she lost her part of her identity and she lost control of the relationship. And she's just not comfortable in situations where she's not in control. And I don't, someone said, well, that's because of you know, the patriarchy. I'm like, no, nah, that's too easy. No, this was, this was a case of someone who just was very uncomfortable being vulnerable, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. We saw that in her relationship with Richard, which mm. is fair because Richard wasn't a safe person to be vulnerable no. with. Right. But um, who was that? Was um, What was the woman's name that she was dating? Was that Maria? Maria um yeah we also saw it with maria it it came out very acutely in both of those relationships Mm -hmm. because maria was a safe person but samantha responded with plate throwing because she didn't want to talk about her feelings right (laughs) right maybe maybe if you're gonna be in an actual relationship you do have to use your words samantha you have to use your words right right i think people conflated sexual liberation sexual empowerment with female empowerment yeah and i don't think that that's I don't know. Like Samantha, that's this is why Samantha any relationship Samantha had with someone on her level, it never worked. Yeah, that's true. You know? So um I don't know that Samantha Jones was a feminist icon. Uh and, and I I don't know. I just always saw Samantha as somebody who was just so afraid of being vulnerable and so emotionally stunted. And then remember when Miranda's mother died and she couldn't and Mer- and Samantha couldn't orgasm. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting too. It was another instance of you know she couldn't control what she was feeling this she was learning how to empathize yeah this is we can see why she was now so hesitant to let those walls down because of what what it would happen to her yeah like she would literally like kind of lose herself a little bit mm-hmm. uh and then they gave her cancer so that she would be forced to uh have to relinquish control that's true and be vulnerable and be vulnerable yeah um and that's how they were able to get her and what's his face Smith to be in a serious relationship. Yeah. They had to give her cancer to do that, <laughs> which I was just like, Ugh, okay. There final thoughts. Yeah. Stay out of those groups. Are we dating the same dude? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. If he's acting like a creep, that's all you need to know. Yep. If he's acting sketchy, that's all you need to know. Don't mm-hmm. go in there and hurt your feelings, please. Right. Stop hurting your own feelings. Um, buy some statement necklaces. <laughs> Lead into your inner bogwitch. Lead into, into your, inner your bog. outer bogwitch. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, remember, let's see what's this coming out. Uh, April 6th is the dating advice and support for Substack members. Make sure to RSVP on the site. Uh, April 11th is the dating advice and support session for women of color. So make sure to go to the site and you go to Substack, you go to datologycoach.com and click on group sessions and you can RSVP. Send us your letters at hello at datologycoach.com or submit them through the site. Follow us on Instagram at datologypod. Follow me on Instagram at the Kristen M, T-H-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-A-N-M. Follow me on TikTok at datologycoach. Uh, what else you got? Nothing? Stay away from Stephen Jenkins. Stay away from Stephen Jenkins. Okay, Bog Witches, value your time. Goodbye. Bye.